Welcome back to Arab American Psycho. I am your host with the most, the most I don't know, but I have a lot of shit. My name is Noor Khaldi. I'm trying to unlearn the whitewash version of my name, which is Noor Khaldi. And I'm really trying to start saying Noor Khaldi. I don't know why I just sounded like I was about to do like an Al Jazeera fucking segment, but maybe. Maybe, why not? I'm not gonna limit myself. It could be it could be in the cards for me. Anyway, welcome back, motherfuckers. Um, I was gonna post an episode with a guest this week, but then I remembered that I told you guys every month I'm gonna do a solo episode. So here she is. Here's a solo episode. Um, also speaking of episodes, uh, <laughs> just speaking of the word episode, my 100th episode of Arab American Psycho is right around the fucking corner. And I want to do something crazy and special and cool. Let me know what you guys think I should do because I don't know what the fuck to do. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I have no idea how to celebrate your 100th episode of a podcast. I've never been one to like celebrate shit like that. Like, you know, like my blog anniversary or my fucking Instagram anniversary. Like, I don't give a fuck. But my podcast, I do give a fuck because 100 episodes is just so wild to me. I cannot fucking believe that we're here. I cannot believe the fucking the guests that I have or have had. I can't believe that I've like fucking consistently posted like I, just so wild. So I want to do something fucking crazy. I don't know if I should do a solo episode. I don't know if I should have um, a guest on. I don't know if I should do like a giveaway. Like fucking Arab American Psycho on Instagram. DM me, comments, leave shit, letting me know what you guys think I should fucking do. Okay. Anyways, but yeah, I was going to do, I was going to post an episode with the guest, but that's just going to be next week. Um, And yeah. So I actually, for once in my motherfucking life of a solo episode, First time in American Arab American Psycho history, I have a topic that I really want to talk about. And I kind of have like a very rough outline of it, which is also wild because like, you know, I don't I don't have anything written down when I record these episodes. It's just all straight from the fucking dome. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know why I'm talking like this or behaving like this. I need to stop immediately. I am a 31 year old woman who's turning 32 next month. This earlier this morning, I said dead ass unironically and like I don't know why I mean I've obviously said dead ass before but like I really just took a step back and I was like did I just say dead ass like very unironically like I meant it like when I said dead ass like I felt it in my fucking core so that was upsetting to say the least um but the topic that I want to talk about is something that you guys have asked me about before and I've had a lot of trouble explaining it But I've been writing shit down on my notes app on my phone so that I could do this for you guys because I think, I think it's important. And the topic is confidence. Now, if you're new here, for those of you who don't know, I fucking like myself a lot. It comes through in my personality, the way I behave, everything about my life. Like you can, it's something that I feel like people instantly recognize about me and So because it's such a noticeable thing about me, people are always like, oh, how are you so confident? Like, what do you do? And I'm just like, I don't know. I've just always kind of been confident. I don't, I don't really know because it's not something that I feel like I consciously was working towards. So that's like when someone like loses weight, but they're not trying to lose weight. It's like, how did you lose weight? I don't fucking know. So it's it's kind of like that. Like, I, I don't know why I'm confident, but it's always kind of been that way. But 
I've been fucking taking notes. Every time I think about something, I'm like, fuck, this is probably a contributing factor. And I'm going to share them with you because I want everyone to love themselves and feel confident and feel as good as they possibly fucking can. And so I want to share, I want to share the, 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 the fucking information that I've accumulated. Now you're probably all like, holy shit. Like, yes, <laughs> I love how I'm like, you're, I know you're all on the edge of your seat, but keep in mind, like, I'm not like a fucking confidence coach, right? Like this is just me trying to decipher why I am this way and share it with you guys. Because like I said, like, why not? Like, why can't we all just be super fucking confident and all be super fucking just like obsessed with ourselves and think that we're the fucking best? The first and objectively, I would say the most important component to my confidence that I have deciphered is acceptance. And you're probably like, Nor, what the fuck is, what is, what do you mean? What I mean by acceptance is I accept the things I like about myself and I accept the things that I don't like about myself. I accept the things that I will never be able to have. And I accept the things that I want, but have to work towards having. Okay. Now let's dive in. Let's, let's go a step deeper. I was a little bit of a late bloomer. I don't think that I was aware or even really cared about like how I looked until I was about 15. Like I didn't care what my body looked like, what my face looked like. Like I, I liked, I liked clothes. I liked fashion, but like, again, I was like a little goth kid. So I like obviously wasn't like dressing for like the boys. You know what I mean? Like I lived in Dubai. People made fun of me for wearing Converse, like, which is just so funny. Cause like Converse are like, should not be a controversial shoe, but the girls in my class did call them clown shoes to which I was like, fuck you. I don't care. Anyway. I wasn't like bullied or anything, but like, you know, girls are cunty. Like they're just like, oh my God, like those look like clown shoes. Anyways, I'm getting sidetracked. I, I wasn't very much so aware of my body. And then I remember one day, um, I wore a hijab, I wore a headscarf at that point and I'd been wearing it for a few years. And, and there was a scarf style that a girl in my class would always do. And I thought she looked so pretty when she did it. So I like was at home in my room in my mirror and I was trying to like replicate this like hijab style. And it like didn't look the same on me. So I was like, oh, I must be doing it wrong. So I like, kept trying to redo it. And then I kind of came to the conclusion, like, no way. It just like looks different on me because like, I don't look like that girl. And I remember like just suddenly being very aware of like my appearance and that, you know, it wasn't what I perceived to be the standard of beauty, right? So like this girl in my class had, you know, a really small, dainty little nose. She had like softer, just generally softer facial features. I have very big eyes. I have super defined bone structure, which at the time, like I was like, ew, like this isn't pretty or whatever. And my nose is definitely like, I would say like on the larger side, like it's not the biggest nose in the world, but it's not like no one's gonna be like, Oh my God, I fucking love your button nose. You know what I mean? Like that's never been said to me. Uh, anyway, so I just remember feeling like kind of like bummed out about it. Cause I was like, fuck, like I want to feel pretty. Like I want to look pretty like that girl. And like, I didn't feel like, 
you know, girly. I didn't feel like, I don't know. Like I just felt like my face was so like harsh and her face was so like soft and dainty or whatever. And so I just remember sitting in my room and being like, I mean, well, there's nothing I can really do about this. Like, this is my face. These are my eyes. This is my bone structure. These are my lips, my nose. Like, this is what I have. And like, without even realizing that I was doing it, I just kind of like talked myself through it. Like internally, I was like, you can't change these things, Nor. Like, this is, these are your, this is your fucking bone structure. And I also grew up in a time where like the Kardashians didn't exist. So like plastic surgery wasn't even like an option. It wasn't even like a thought that crossed my mind, which like, if you want to get plastic surgery and it's going to make you feel better, like go for it. But I just remember being like, this is, this is the face I have. This is what I, this is what I have to work with. All right, cool. This is what I got. And I remember looking at my nose at some point and thinking, wow, my nose really looks like my mom's nose sometimes. And it really looks like my dad's nose sometimes. And I would say my nose was probably like the big thing that like I was insecure about or most insecure about uh, growing up. And there was something about me looking at my nose and seeing a little bit of my mom, a little bit of my dad, like made me really happy and weirdly made me kind of like it's not like I like love my nose, but like it, it helped me grow to like, like my nose and accept my nose for what it was. I don't think there's such a thing as like a bad nose. So like, this is my nose that's for, that was made specifically for my face. And so, yeah, I like, I, I'm fuck it. Yeah. Like, fuck yeah. This is great. And like, I think it kind of ties into like, also like the idea of like romanticizing your life, which I'll get into later. But like, I was like, this is my nose. This is me, Noor's nose. It's fucking cool. People like it. Like, I just really genuinely from my core felt that way. And I think it's because I, I, I was really good at like quickly learning to accept things about myself. And I think Later in life, I did have other things come up where it was a little bit harder for me to learn to accept them. But I think something that's important is like you have to be like patient and kind with yourself. So I guess the most recent incident of self-acceptance that I had that I struggled with was right after I turned 30, my hips and butt just grew, which for some people you're probably thinking like, oh, my God, like I love that. I did not love it. Um for a few reasons. The first reason being like, do you know how long it took me to build my denim collection? Like just fucking perfectly fitting Levi's vintage jeans. And now they don't go up past my thighs. Like that was super upsetting for me. Like I love denim. Denim is something that I've collected. And now those jeans don't fit my butt or hips. And that was really hard for me, which sounds so dumb, but it's true. And the second thing being that like, I've always had big boobs um, and, you know, for a large portion of my life, I really tried to like hide them, but then I realized that I couldn't because when you have big boobs, you kind of can't hide them. Um, but I just didn't want to be sexualized without, unless I consented to it. Like I, I, I definitely don't like the idea of people just like sexualizing. I, I don't know. I, 
that's just my personal feelings. It's a weird thing. I'm sure people on Instagram probably like my haters feel differently. Like, no, you're, you're a fucking whore and you love showing up your boobs or whatever. Like I don't, um, I also grew up looking up to Kate Moss and Gemma Ward. I want to have that type of body or that's a body type that like was idealistic to me. Like that heroin chic fucking waif. Like if a gust of wind came by, it would blow you away type shit. Like that's what I was like, oh my God, like, yes. But at the same time, the thing is, is even though like I loved that, I knew that I would never look like that. So like I liked it, but I wasn't like, I didn't make it a goal because it just was an unrealistic goal. And I was very aware of what I actually looked like. And I was like, I'm just never going to look like this. And I can like it and not want it for myself. Like I can appreciate it, but not be like, oh, I wish I looked like that. Like I'll never eat again. Like, you know what I mean? Like I just was like, what? Well, that's also stupid and not sustainable. Um, so yeah, I think that learning to accept yourself is something that you some things are easier than others, but it's definitely something that's helped me cultivate self-confidence. And I think something that also goes hand in hand with accepting yourself is just generally not comparing yourself to others. And that's something that I feel like came to me a little bit easier. I'm a very pragmatic type bitch where I'm like, what's the point of comparing myself to someone else? It's not going to change my reality. So like, let's say, you know, that girl in my class who looked really pretty with that hijab style, like, I'm not gonna compare myself to her. I don't look like her. I'm not gonna look like her. So why am I comparing myself to her? It just seemed like a waste of time. And it is. And that's how I feel about a lot of things, which I also feel like helps with that self confidence that I have. It's like, if I don't like something and I can change it, cool, sick, let's change it. If I don't like something and I can't change it, I'm going to learn to accept it. And not only that, I'm gonna like it because it's a part of me and I think I'm pretty great. So I think that thing is pretty great. And, you know, I think that everyone has like different different struggles and, and different things. And I, I also recognize that I had a lot of, um, a lot of characteristics that society would deem to be like desirable. Like I was thin, um, I had clear skin. Um, I, I was, you know, I guess like I kind of got anything that I wanted. Not like, you know, I was spoiled fucking rotten, but like I didn't really want for much. So I had a lot of kind of these other positive things, but, you know, strangely enough, I, I often think like, how did I not turn out to be an absolute spoiled fucking brat? Like, how did my parents manage to do that? Like, I kind of got whatever I wanted. And I still feel like I'm a very grateful, easily content person. And I think it's because I grew up with immigrant parents who would constantly talk about you know, what was going on in Palestine or what was going on in like Kosovo or like what was going on in like, just like all these countries around the world. And it was just always something that I was aware of that there are other people who are less fortunate. And without anyone having to shove it down my throat, it just immediately kind of made me feel like I don't want to be a wasteful person. I don't want to be an ungrateful person. I don't want, like, I just, it helped me put things into perspective at a very young age. So like, 
even when it came to like my nose, I remember like thinking one day, like having a moment where like maybe I saw a photo of my nose and it wasn't like flattering or whatever. And I remember thinking like, I can breathe perfectly fine out of my nose. And like, that's, that's what it's for. So like, what do I have to complain about? And I think that that's something that you can train yourself to approach things in life in that way. Um, and, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about that later, but self-acceptance is, I think, really important to self-confidence. I think something that helps with self-acceptance is positive self-talk. Like, I I know there's this whole thing where girls do where they're like all self-deprecating and shit. And I, men too. Every, people are self-deprecating, generally speaking. I think that's super unhealthy unless... It, it, I think when it's done excessively, it's unhealthy. Let me rephrase that. But like generally speaking, when I look at myself in the mirror, like I'm not like, ew, gross. I hate that. Like, wait, like something that I think is big for me now, like as an adult is whenever I like have like any type of skin irritation that really fucks with my head because I'm used to my skin looking a very certain specific way. So like any irregularity really fucks with me. Like I start to really fixate on it. It's like all consuming. I'm like, ew, gross. Like if I have like one pimple, I'm like, this pimple is disgusting. I hate this pimple. Like, like so ridiculous. I understand that that's ridiculous, but what I try to do to like compensate for that is like when I look in the mirror, like, okay, pimples there, you hate the pimple, but also like your lashes look really nice. And you know, your, your fucking, uh, I don't know, like your arms look nice. Like just finding other shit about myself that I like and like redirecting my attention to things that I do like. And it doesn't mean that I suddenly now like the pimple. It just means that like, okay, I don't like this pimple, but also I like other things. Um, and I feel grateful for these other things about myself that I like. And I can appreciate these other things about myself that I like, which helps it become easier to accept things that I don't like, whether they're, you know, not permanent like a pimple or more permanent like, you know, my nose when I was growing up. So I think that the way you talk to yourself really helps how you feel about yourself. And, you know, something that I have always kind of done is value my own opinion and believe that my thoughts are important. I mean, I have a fucking podcast where I'm literally doing a solo episode. So I clearly think that there is value to what I have to say. And I think what's helped me get to that point of feeling confident in my opinion and, and my thoughts and, and all of those things is that I really don't talk about things unless I feel like I have something to say about it. So if I'm hanging out with a group of people and they're talking about Bitcoin, I'm probably going to stay silent, which I know might be shocking. Like, wow, Nora, are you even fucking capable of not fucking talking? Yes. When I don't know enough about a subject or if I feel like I'm not well versed on it, I'm not going to really say much. But let's say, I don't know, they start talking about fucking music or like Russian literature. Like I have shit to say. I have a lot of shit to say. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna say the shit that I want to say because I'm like, I know what the fuck I'm talking about. So I have something to contribute to this. So I think only speaking about things that you 
are well-versed on or you've read about, which I think is definitely like, I just see people online like talking about shit that they know nothing about. And I think the reason why it bothers me is because I'm like, this is decreasing the value of the things that you say because you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So it's just making you kind of look kind of dumb. Um, I mean, you should talk about whatever you want to talk about, but I just think something that's helped me is that I talk about things that I know about. And if I don't know about something, I'm okay with it. I accept it. I don't pretend to know about it. And I think it's an opportunity to listen and learn and, you know, whatever, grow and shit. So I think that the way you speak to yourself matters. The way you speak about other things matter. Just the way you generally conduct yourself, I think, can really alter your self-confidence. So when I was younger, like I said, I mean, I, I grew up in the, you know, the 90s, 2000s, and the the sought-after beauty standard was like Kate Moss, which is super tall, super skinny, fucking waif-type shit. Heroin chic to the max. And I loved fashion, and I remember I would try to replicate outfits that I saw women like Kate Moss wear. They obviously did not look the same on me. In fact, they were pretty unflattering on my body type. And I think that when I recognize like, okay, this doesn't look the same on me, and that could have pushed me in the opposite direction. Like that could have made me spiral and been like, why can't I look like them when I wear these clothes? But instead what happened, I was like, maybe these clothes just don't like look good on my body type. So like I need to figure out what looks good on me. And so finding clothing that was flattering on my body helps me feel more confident. So like, that's why I feel like when you see someone with good style and you just like start replicating it, like, it might not look good on you, not because like you're like less than or like, you you know, maybe not because like you're gross, but just because like, maybe it just doesn't look on, good on your body type or it doesn't work with your personality. And that's why I think individuality is so fucking important. And like, it's so important to wear things that make you feel good. Because when you wear things that make you feel good, you feel confident in them and you feel just generally more confident. Like when I'm wearing a pair of jeans that I know fucking fit me perfectly, even if, you know, maybe a guy's like, oh, those are like baggy on your butt. That's like unflattering. I don't care because I feel good on them. Like I feel really good in them. So whether or not a guy thinks it's sexy doesn't really matter to me. Or even if like I'm wearing a top and everyone's like, that's a ridiculous top. I'm like, cool. I don't fucking care. I like this top. And I think that's the other thing is like not relying on external validation. So what I mean by that is that I can, you know, appreciate a compliment, but I'm not going to base my self-worth on that compliment. Like I get tons of compliments on Instagram all day long. People telling me you're so pretty. You're so this, you're so that. Super nice, really like it, appreciate it, thank you, love you. It doesn't change the way I feel about myself. The same way that if someone DM'd me and said, you're fucking ugly, doesn't change the way I feel about myself. I do think that when it comes to like friends and family and people who maybe you know and, and have a relationship with and are respected in a different way, that can affect you differently. But something that I think also has made me a little bit more self-reliant and not really rely on any like external validation is just generally speaking in my life like I mean it's not like my parents were like yo you're ugly but like 
they just aren't the type of parents who like focus on like what you look like. So like no one was telling me like, oh my God, you look so pretty or like you look so nice. And like same with like even now, like as an adult, like my sisters don't really compliment me that often. My friends don't compliment me that often. Um, I love complimenting people though. That's something I really love to do. Um, but it's because I know that people know I only say things when I mean them. So they appreciate my compliments. Like I'll never just like say like, oh, you look pretty if I don't think you look pretty. So like, um, I think that's something that I, I like to do because I think people value my compliments. But again, it's because, you know, I talk about like if I tell someone, oh, your skin looks good. They like that compliment because they're like, this bitch knows about skincare. She knows about skin. So that means something to me. I don't know. Anyway, um, but yeah, I think not relying on external factors for validation or acceptance really helps. So like nothing makes me feel better than when I look in the mirror and think that I look good. Like when I look in the mirror and I think I look good, like I'm like, fuck yeah, like I look good. And I don't think I'm God's gifts to mankind by any means, but I don't think there's anything wrong with like looking in the mirror and being like, I'm like the fucking hottest. Like, I just don't think it's, it's like, maybe I wouldn't like, you know, scream about it. But like, I talk to myself that way. And it makes me feel good. And it's not making anyone else feel bad. So like, what's the real problem? And I also think that like, society like has ingrained in our minds, especially for women that like, you don't want to be like too cocky. Like, I remember this guy that I, I was talking to, we, we stopped talking. And one of the things that he told me that he thought was unattractive about me, which I feel like was very telling about him. And I'm such a crazy bitch. I asked him, I was like, what's something about me that like, what are some things about me that you didn't like? Cause I'm fucking crazy. And like, I want to know the shit that people don't like about me. Cause I'm just like, I can't imagine anyone not liking anything about me. So just like, tell me because I can't even, can't even fathom someone not liking something about me. I'm literally a fucking lunatic, but he was like, oh, like. You were just like, like, so like, yeah, like you, you thought that you were like hot shit. And I was like, that's very telling about you. You're fucking insecure. But also like, why would you not like that? I really like myself. That's fucking weird. And also like, fuck yeah. I'm glad that translated and came across to you accurately because I did think I was hot shit. I still think I'm hot shit. And I will continue to think I'm hot shit. And if you don't fucking like that, you're a fucking asshole and you're insecure. And I don't know what to tell you. But like, how would that I don't understand why someone thinking that they're fucking cool or attractive or whatever the fuck should make anyone else upset. Like, I don't really get that. Like, we're out here screaming like self love and shit and like then getting mad at people for actually fucking liking themselves. Like, fuck you. No, I reject that. And we'll continue to fucking walk around like I'm the fucking best. Because that's how I feel about myself. And it doesn't, and because I think I'm the best, it doesn't mean that I think everyone else is the fucking worst. It's not about anyone else. It is about me and not in like a, a selfish kind of way, but just in the way where like, why shouldn't I feel this way about myself? I have so much to be grateful for and I'm super content and I know that I'm a good person. I know that I'm a kind person. I know that I'm a generous person. I know that I want what's best for everyone around me. So yeah, I do feel fucking great about myself every fucking day. And that's the other thing. Like 
my, my worth doesn't just come from my physical exterior. Like, I'll say it. I think I'm hot. I'll say it. I think I'm pretty. But that's not what is, you know, that's not the, the, the fucking structure of this self-confidence. What makes me also really love myself is that I know that I'm the type of fucking friend that like, if you call me and you need something, I'm going to try to fucking make that shit happen. I know that like, I respect my parents and my family and I love them and I will do anything for them. And I'm, I feel like I'm a good daughter. I feel like I'm a good sister. I feel like I'm a good aunt. I feel like I'm a good friend. Um, I feel like I'm a good person. You know what I mean? Like, those are also things about myself that like I sincerely value. And those are also things about yourself that you can change if those aren't your realities. I mean, if you don't think you're like a good person, you can work on becoming a good person. And that's an, another thing that, again, we're going we're gonna to get into that in a second. But yeah, I just really think that if you speak to yourself with the same kindness that you would speak to someone else that you love, that can go really fucking far. And also like, just accept who you are. Like, I'm never gonna look like Kate Moss. I'm never gonna have a small dainty nose. But that's okay. Because like, that's just not who I am. And I like who I am. So I like the shit about me. Like, this is what I was supposed to look like. Again, I'm not saying this to be like, oh, if you hate your nose, you shouldn't. If you want to get a nose job, get a fucking nose job. If that's going to make you feel better, fine. But like, if you have the capacity to accept these things, I highly encourage you to do so. Because it's so fucking empowering to find these like little insecurities about yourself and then learn to accept them. And then like over time, maybe learn to like certain things about them. Like, like I said, like it reminds me of my mom, reminds me of my dad. I can breathe. I'm healthy. And then over time, like you kind of love them. And that doesn't mean that you're going to love them consistently forever. There are definitely still days where like, I will like, you know, fucking wake up in the morning and go brush my teeth. And while I'm brushing my teeth, I'm like, why the fuck my face look like this? You know? But like, then later, you know, a few hours later, I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh shit. I look really pretty. Someone should see me. Like someone deserves to see this. Like other people need to see this. This episode of Arab American Psycho is sponsored by The Doe. The Doe is a digital publication sharing anonymous stories to promote civil disclosure and provides a platform to lesser known, often marginalized stories. The Doe publishes unfiltered narratives from verified anonymous sources, drawing attention to a broad spectrum of viewpoints that encourage readers to confront their own biases. Each month, The Doe explores new themes that help you gain perspective on a myriad of topics. February's theme is Roots, which is definitely my favorite theme thus far, and I came across a pretty interesting narrative titled, I'm a Black Man Who Experienced White Privilege Growing Up, and I really wanted to share it with you guys because I thought it was pretty interesting. The author of this narrative is a man from the UK that was born in the 1980s, and he reflects on his youth in wake of the Black Lives Matter protests. The author writes, I am by no means colorblind, but I also wear my skin color without much consideration of its apparent burden. I've navigated life with the mindset that I am equal to others, and more importantly, I always treat others as I want to be treated, with respect as a human being and as an equal. 
Whether I'm talking to a wealthy CEO or a homeless person, you get the same eye contact, the same warm smile, the same attentiveness, and the same compassion for your life in complicated history. This is what drives me. It's what I learned growing up in a household as the very first person in my family to have a Caribbean DNA. I'm the oldest of my mixed race siblings born during the 1980s, but I was never treated as above or below anyone else. This grounding, I believe, is essential to our race progressing, acknowledging our differences, celebrating them, laughing at them, and realizing we're all together on this bumpy ride of life. I thought this narrative was perfect to share, and it goes kind of hand in hand with this episode, which is all about self-acceptance. I also think it's really important how we perceive ourselves. Not that that controls how other people feel about us, but it controls how we feel about ourselves, which can sometimes be enough. I link this narrative in the episode notes, and I highly encourage you to read the entire thing. But you could also visit thedoe.com. That's T-H-E-D-O-E, like a female deer.com. Thank you again to The Doe for sponsoring Arab American Psycho. We fucking love you. Now back to the conversation. So I just think that that's something that's really important. And, you know, loving yourself, accepting yourself doesn't mean you you can't still have a desire to change things about yourself, uh, you, you know, your, your physical exterior or internal um, how you feel. Like, you know, you could still want to change things about yourself while still loving yourself. So something about myself that I I didn't, I wasn't a fan of, you could say, was that I, I had a fucking terrible temper. I've talked about this a little bit before, but you guys, it was bad. Like I would have these fucking ridiculous brat attacks. I sucked at arguing. Oh my God, I was so bad at it. But I would have these fucking crazy brat attacks. And then I realized a few things. First being, people will lose respect for you if you behave disrespectfully without reason. Also, and and I I think it's important that when it comes to like respect, especially from people who you respect, there's something to be said about like, if, if, if you think that that is, I don't know, you know what I'm saying. But also it was unproductive. That was really the key for me feeling inspired to want to change is that I don't fuck with shit that's not productive. If something is not serving me, I will not put my energy into it. And if you've had a brat attack or you've screamed or you've fought with someone before, you know how exhausting that shit is. It is fucking draining. You're screaming, you're crying, you're this, you're that. Exhausting. And for what? What am I gaining from this? I'm not making fucking points here. No one is even listening to me. So I was like, I want to change this. This is draining, this is unproductive, and quite frankly, doesn't make me feel good. And I think it's important to kind of keep, have self-awareness and realize what makes you feel good and what doesn't, and what's serving you and what's not serving you. So, and this isn't something that I was able to just fucking wake up the next day and I was like, I don't want to fucking have brat attacks anymore. No, like it was like slow, it took years of fucking working through this. Whereas now I get to the point where if there is a situation where there's conflict, I'm fucking chilling. I mean, yeah, I still get pissed off about certain things, but like for the most part, when I'm actually angry, not like when I go on rants on Instagram, that's just for like lols. But like when I'm genuinely angry, I'm like the most fucking calm version of myself where I'm just like, Hey, listen, I really don't want to fight. I don't think either of us will gain anything from fighting. 
I don't think I, or I know that I'm not going to change my mind or position on this. And I don't care to change your mind on this. So I think that we should move on from this or, you know what, I'll remove myself to diffuse the situation. I'll just like leave. So, and if, if you can imagine me going from a girl who would cry and stomp my feet to that, that shit was hard. But that was something about myself that I didn't like. That didn't make me hate myself. It was just something about myself that I didn't like. I wasn't a fucking fan of it. And I'm, I'm constantly working on things, you know, um, internally and mentally that I feel like could serve me better or could be more productive. And I think also just generally when it comes to building self-confidence, focusing your energy on things that make you a better version of you are really important. So, and again, like I feel like so many of these things seem so silly, but like when it comes to things that I know I am well-versed in, like, okay, fucking, let's just say music. I know a fuck ton about music, which to some people has no value. Fine. I think that it has a lot of value. So I dedicated so much time to like listening to so much different music because I wanted to have super eclectic taste. It was really important for me to listen to all types of music because I feel like it helped me deepen my appreciation of music and just also like really kind of understand this thing that I love where, you know, when it comes up in conversation, I talk about it. I feel really confident talking about this thing that I really love and it makes me really happy. And I have thoughts that are valuable to share about this thing that I love. So like, and that's just like a really simple kind of idea or uh, example of like focusing your time, your energy on like things that make you feel good and things that make you happy. And it's obviously different for every person, but like, I know that if I spend time with my nephews, quality time, where like I'm engaging with them, that makes me feel really good. It makes them happy. It makes me happy. And it's just all around a feel good time. And I think that I'm taking a sip of water. Um, I think that, you know, when I was like in high school, I was really not great when it came to like science and math. And sometimes it, it did make me feel like, fuck, like, am I stupid? You know what I mean? Like, am I just a big dumb dumb? But like, I was like, wait, no, I'm not dumb. I just, it doesn't click for me the way it clicks for other people. And like, that's okay because there are things that click for me that don't click for other people. Like no one is good at everything. Again, setting realistic standards for myself, being kind to myself. Cause I could have gone in the opposite direction and be like, I'm fucking stupid. This is so easy for everyone else and I'm dumb. But I was like, I was like, no, no, this isn't my strength. What are my strengths? So academically, my strengths were like writing, history, shit like that. Fucking, you know, uh, sociology. LOL, remember sociology? Does that even exist still in the, the educational system? Is that still like in a part of curriculum? I don't know. But anyways, I just really honed in on the, the, the classes that I was good at. And I, you know, was like, you know, what? I'm gonna get fucking 100% A's on all these fucking exams. And I'm gonna fucking kill this shit because I'm good at it. And also, 
you know, it didn't mean that I wasn't still trying. I was still trying, but I was being kind to myself. Like I wasn't allowing it to define me. Like I'm not good at these things. Does it mean that I'm like dumb? No, it just means that like these are not my strengths and that's okay. And the things that were my strengths were, like I said, those subjects, but also like I knew that I was funny. I knew that I um, had a really, I think, good ear for music. I knew that I um, had a good, just natural sense of style. So I was like, okay, fashion, let's let's go. Um, I love to read, like just all of these things. And I, I, I made sure to put a lot of energy in nurturing the things that I was really good at which helped me build self-confidence. It helped me feel good about myself to be aware of the things that I was good at and push myself to be even better or more well-versed in those areas. Um, so that's definitely, you know, something. And I, I also just feel like <sighs> the thing is with like privilege and stuff is like, I understand that I had all sorts of privilege growing up um, I, I had, you know, I grew up with two parents who had a very healthy relationship. I had a fairly um, privileged upbringing. Like I said, I, there wasn't much I really wanted for. Um, I did get criticized a lot by my parents. But again, it was mainly like as it was like more so like directed at like not studying enough or something like it was just like all about like school. Like no one was like attacking like my personality or like my physical uh, appearance. Um, and then also like when I was a kid, my dad really was my fucking hype man. I mean, he's still my hype man, but like he was more so like vocal about it. Like he just, I remember being like six and him telling me like, you know, this drawing you made is amazing. And I was like, Baba, I want to be an artist. And he was like, of course, Baba, you can be an artist. And I was like, fuck, my dad thinks I could be an artist. I could be a fucking artist. I'm so talented. I'm so gifted. I am a six-year-old prodigy. You know what I mean? So like I had these other things um, that definitely I think influenced how I perceived things. But it doesn't mean that if you didn't have those things, it doesn't mean you can't still like these are all I think very realistic, achievable things to work towards. Like working towards accepting yourself, I, th I think is super doable. Working towards Speaking to yourself positively is super doable. Working towards believing that your thoughts are important and have value, again, I think super doable. And, you know, I remember when this TikTok trend came out of like romanticizing your life and me being like, what the fuck is this? And then realizing, oh my God, I've been doing this my whole life. Like my whole life, I have romanticized my life. Like, when I was like, you know, a kid, I remember thinking like, I remember a vivid memory of being like five and being like, my Barbie collection is the best Barbie collection. Like I fucking implore you to find another five-year-old bitch who has a better Barbie collection than me. You can't because it doesn't exist. Like I was like, my, my parents are the best. My siblings are the best. My house is the best. My backpack is the best. My fucking handwriting is the best. My fucking, uh, I'm, the, I'm the best at riding a bike. I'm the best at swimming. Like I just fully fucking romanticized my life as a child. Again, not in the way where I was like, I'm the best at riding bikes and everyone else sucks. No, no. 
it wasn't in that way. I just really felt like I was an excellent, exceptional bike rider. <laughs> Which sounds so dumb, but like, seriously, guys, you don't understand. Like, I don't know where this fucking came from, but like my whole life, I just romanticize everything about it. And I just think everything I have is the best. And like, objectively speaking, none of these things are true. I was not the best at riding bikes. My house wasn't the best. Like none of these things were true. But like, I actually remember being like uh, nine years old and going over to someone's house who had stairs. And I'd always lived in a one story house and thinking to myself like, wow, they have stairs. They have staircases. This is like this. This is like, you know, such an obvious uh, sign of wealth. And I remember being like, damn, I wish I had stairs. Stairs are fucking sick, which like, I don't, I can't even understand why I felt that way. But anyways, um, and I was just kind of like, damn, I want stairs. And I might have even told my parents, like, why don't we have a house with stairs? You know what I mean? And they were probably like, bitch, what the fuck is wrong with you? What, what, why do you care about staircases? But like, I remember like coming home and being like, I don't have stairs, but like, I have some other cool shit. And like, obviously that varies from person to person. But like, I remember being like, I have a fucking sick trampoline in a pool. And the proximity between the two is dangerously close. So I can fucking jump off my trampoline into my pool. And there's an orange tree. The vibes are immaculate. My house is the best. I don't fucking care if I don't have stairs, even though I think stairs are cool. Like, so it was like appreciating and being content with what I had, romanticizing the things that I had. I understand that I was, again, in a position of privilege where I had these other things. But I think, and this, I, I don't want this to come across the wrong way. I think we all have things in our life that are good. I don't believe that ev like I don't believe that anyone has just like purely bad things. I think it's harder and I think it, it varies and I think it's different, but I think that we can all find things in our life that we appreciate and I think that focusing on those things can really really change your mindset. Like I'm sure some girls or some people in my position my, it's possible that like, like if I wanted to, I could be super, like, I hate my life. Like I could be like, I don't know what I did wrong. Why, you know, why am I not married? Why don't I have a family? Why don't I own a house? Why don't like, if I really wanted to, I could, but like, for what? Why would I do that? Why would I do that when I can feel grateful and content with the reality that I exist in and appreciate the things that I do have good and bad and the good things I will focus more energy on and the things that I don't like if I can change them let's fucking go let's fucking change them let's fucking romanticize the fuck out of our lives and like I think I don't even know if I already said this sorry if I'm being redundant right now but you can you can still love yourself and want to change things. I definitely have said that before, but I don't know. I think that, I think, I hope this is helpful. I hope this provides some type of insight on like how I'm confident. And I think it, it goes without saying, but like, I feel like, let me just say this just in case. I don't feel 100% every day. Some days I feel more confident than others. But like on the days that I don't feel confident or the days that I don't feel like as good about myself, 
I just try to like find things that I think will make me feel better about myself. So like, again, you know, if let's say I like wake up and I have a pimple and like, I'm so dramatic when I have a pimple because I'm just used to my face looking a certain way. So it makes me upset, whatever, leave me alone. I will just try to wear like a really cool outfit. And that makes me feel good because I'm wearing something that I feel good in and that I feel confident in. And so I feel a little bit distracted from this thing that I don't like. Or, you know, I don't know. And I also just think that like one one thing that I, I started doing probably in my early 20s is really understanding what a want is when you want something, a desire for something. Because usually when you want something, it's very impulsive. And it's really funny how I kind of worked through this. So when I was like, I don't know, like 19, 20, I was really into premium denim. If you were around in the early 2000s, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. Like Citizens of Humanities jeans, fucking true religion jeans, all that shit. So like jeans that were priced between like 160 to $400. I was super into premium denim. I think a lot of people were. It was definitely like a fucking flex. And so I obviously, you know didn't really have a lot of money. I couldn't really afford to be buying them all the time. I was in school. I didn't have a job. I did have an allowance. So again, fully aware, super fucking privilege. Totally get it. But it's not like my allowance was like so much fucking money that I'm like going around buying like fucking designer jeans, right? So I obviously like wanted so many of them. But what I would do instead is I would go to like, let's say a Bloomingdale's. I would try on the jeans. I like them. Okay, bye. If I'm still thinking about them in a month, I'd be like, okay, I'm still thinking about them. But like, do I feel like I'm going to get the wear out of this? Is a cost per wear? Like I would really sit there and think about these wants that I had. And if I thought they were actually going to bring any type of happiness long term. Because I, whether or not I realized it, I was like, I don't want just that feeling of instant gratification. I want something that will make me feel happy long term. And I know what you're probably thinking, or why would jeans make you happy? Fuck you. When you have a good fitting pair of jeans, I think that that shit can really fucking boost your confidence and just your general happiness. Like when I wear jeans that fit me really well, like I feel really good. That's just something, maybe it's just a me thing. I don't know. But I I would make these, I would really think about my needs. I mean, my wants. And um, I think that goes for like a lot of things that I mean, I, we're seeing it today. Like there's like, you know, this whole trend of the the fucking BBL look where like you look like a fucking uh, Stassi baby and, and, um, and Kylie Jenner and shit. That shit's like hot right now, but it's probably not going to be like hot a few years from now. So if you're gonna, if you, if you want to like look a certain way or be a certain way, I guess just like kind of figuring out if if this is just going to bring you a temporary satisfaction or if there's more longevity to it. And I'm not saying that like if you buy a pair of jeans, you should have to wear them for the rest of your life. But I just think that even with something like that, like you want it to be more than just like this fleeting feeling. And it all just kind of comes back to, um, you know, self-awareness, 
being aware of what your reality is of what your life is like I was never like well I'm just gonna buy $400 jeans and like pretend like I'm rich like I'm not I'm not gonna pretend to be rich it's not gonna make me rich you know what I mean so it was like being aware of your reality truly I, I really truly think that like that is I keep coming back to it so it must be true but like just having self-awareness to know who you are, what you are, the good things, the bad things, and then working with it. And I also will say that like, if there are people in your life who don't make you feel good about yourself, I've been known to draw people. And I know that's like supposed to be like a bad thing, whatever, I don't fucking care. If someone doesn't respect me, if someone doesn't respect my time, if someone doesn't uh, uh, value my friendship, what 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 are you here for? And I'm not saying that like like you have to like also like you know factor in other things, but like if something doesn't make you feel good, like one thing that I've kind of had happen to me over and over, which even saying it, I feel very like about it, but like. I've had friends who have been envious of me throughout my life. And that seems like such like a weird thing that like your mom will tell you like, oh, they're just jealous of you. And they're like, oh, that's not fucking true. But like, sometimes it is. And it took me a long time to like kind of accept it. But like, I don't want to be friends with someone who like doesn't want me to be happy because they like are jealous of it or like want things that I have and like it makes them like angry and then it makes them like lash out at you in like weird ways because they're like envious of you so then it makes them act or feel a certain type of way towards you and you're like what I'm so confused um but like I just feel like if something isn't serving you or if someone isn't serving you and isn't making you feel good obviously nothing can make you feel good all the time so again that's why I'm saying like within reason but like if you just think like there's something in my life that is not improving the quality of my life. Maybe get rid of it. Truly, honestly. Like, I just think that approaching things in a more thoughtful way can make a huge difference. And, you know, in conclusion, I think we should all be kinder to ourselves. And I think if we can be kinder to ourselves... We can learn to accept ourselves. Stop comparing yourself to other people. Remind yourself that that will get you nowhere. Fuck inspo or whatever the fuck toxic shit Tumblr has ingrained in our mind. The only thing that should inspire you is being the best version of you, which doesn't look like anyone else. You know what I mean? Like my best version of me doesn't look like anyone else's best version of them. So realize that you're an individual appreciate your individuality romanticize your individuality if people think shit you do is weird but you think it's fucking dope fuck what they think it's fucking dope like if someone tells me that they think i'm not funny i want you all to know that i don't care because i think i'm funny you know what i mean like it just like i'm just like cool don't care i think i'm fucking funny and if i the only person i make laugh is myself i'm fine with that like, cool. Don't care. Makes me feel good. Makes me happy. It's something about myself that I like. Don't care if you don't like it. So that type of mindset can really change. And I think just 
try as much as you can. I know it can be hard. It's fucking hard. Being a woman is hard. Being a person is hard. Be nice to yourself. Find things about yourself that you like, man. Also, like, value. There is value to your thoughts. You have something to contribute, whether or not you realize it. And everyone is different. Not everyone is going to be super fashionable. Not everyone is going to be super athletic. Not everyone is going to, like, everyone has different shit. Find the shit about yourself that makes you you and fucking put your energy into it. Love that shit. Live that shit. Breathe that shit. Because that's who you are. And that's how you are going. I feel like I'm just like doing one of those fucking infomercials right now. I swear to God. Like TED Talk. If you don't call me immediately after this, I'm fucking pissed. Okay. Also imagine this being a TED Talk. People would be so confused. Like who the fuck invited this bitch? But also, even though I'm saying that and it's slightly self-deprecating, just know that deep down inside I'm still like low-key. I should be on the TED Talk shit. And I could have a TED Talk. And that's the thing. If you're going to be self-deprecating, you have to actually be joking. Because if, like, I just feel like no one likes a self-pitying person. But also, fuck everyone else. Fuck what they think. Put that aside. But also, like, doesn't make you feel good. That whole self-deprecating fucking thing that girls do, I, I see it all the time. I don't get it. Fucking stop. Stop saying, I'm fat. I'm this. But shut the fuck up. Stop it. Stop. If you think you're fat, fine. You want to do something about it? Great. If not, fucking accept it. And also, find something else about yourself that you like. Just, again, I can't reiterate this enough. It doesn't mean, if you want to change something about yourself, it doesn't mean that you don't love yourself. It just means that there's something about yourself that you want to change. And that is your decision. And you should be able to do that if you want. And it doesn't mean that you don't love yourself. It just means you simply would like to change something, whether that's physically or mentally, whatever it may be, regardless. That's also always an option. It shouldn't be the option for everything, but it's also always an option. And I think more than anything, you know, I believe that the way I feel about myself by internally rather than externally. And I'm not just saying this to make anyone feel better. It does affect my confidence way more. Like I can look exactly the fucking same. Nothing will have changed. My body looks the same. My face looks the same. Clothes are the same. But if I'm in a bad mental state or if I've just been, you know, not taking care of my soul, I don't feel good. I don't feel like I look good. So like, I can't stress that enough. And like, I'm just going to quickly give you a rundown of things that I do that make me mentally feel better. Again, we're all so different, but I just like want to put this out there. Number one, fucking moving my body, going to hot yoga. Everyone has different forms of like physical activity that they enjoy. The endorphins are fucking real. I'm so happy after yoga. Like even right now, I know this sounds crazy, but like thinking about it makes me like kind of want to fucking cry. I feel like I'm detoxifying myself internally and externally from everything negative. I'm stretching. I'm moving my body. I feel strong. There's a meditative aspect to it. I feel healed. I feel really good. I feel like I'm doing something positive for myself and it feels so fucking good. That's one thing I do. I also really love taking a bath. 
But like when I say a bath, I mean like a, like a no think just bath kind of bath. Like not like a bath where I'm like, I need to exfoliate my body and you do this. No, just fucking dump some bath salts in there, lay in your bathtub, listen to music or a podcast or some, or even just sit there quietly. But just like a fucking bath, a nice fucking soak or a shower. Something about bathing and showering makes me feel like, I don't know, clear, clear minded. Um, something that makes me feel better is always I call my dad. Because number one, I feel like I'm a good daughter. And number two, it's just nice to talk to him. You know what I mean? Maybe that person for you isn't your dad. Maybe that person is a different person. But like there's that. Um, cleaning my house, I love. Or clean, clean, even having a clean room can affect your mood drastically. Also, when I work hard, I feel good. So whether you're in school or you have a job, whatever. When I put in work... And I'm getting that bag and I have financial independence. That shit feels liberating as fuck. Um, Snuggling one of my pets makes me feel good. Holding a baby makes me feel good. Um, Eating something that's nutritious for my body feels good. But also sometimes, sometimes eating a fucking pizza feels good. Listen to your body. Give it what it needs as long as it's not hurting anyone else. I can't stress this enough. Just listen to your body. Listen to what your body is craving. Be nice to yourself. You're not hurting anyone by looking in the mirror and being like, fuck, my, I have the most beautiful eyes in the world. It doesn't hurt anyone. It doesn't mean everyone else has ugly eyes. It just means that you think that your eyes are the most beautiful eyes in the world. And that's your fucking prerogative, as you should. Um... I really hope this was helpful. I'm so sorry if it wasn't. Like I said, I I truly, genuinely, like you don't understand. Like I take that shit seriously. Like so many people were asking me, how are you so confident? And I was like, fuck, I need to give them something. I need to give them something. So I've been like compiling notes on my phone to try to give you guys something. Cause like, I want to, I want everyone to feel good. Because also it makes me feel good to help other people. Helping people makes you feel good. Doing something for another person feels good. And that doesn't mean you're selfish. You can do something for someone else that makes them feel good and know that it will make you feel good. That doesn't make you feel selfish. It just, that's a win-win situation. They feel good. You feel good. You're not just doing it just to feel good. But even if you are, that person still feels good. Um, but yeah, being, being kind to people, literally, I swear to God, when I, and nice to like a cashier who's ringing me up at a grocery store and I could tell they want to fucking kill themselves. And I like say something funny that makes them laugh for even like one second. I feel good. Cause I'm like, I made that person laugh a little bit. And maybe, maybe they were sad. Um, as always, um, I love you guys. Um, I hope you like this episode, share it with someone, send it to your friend, um, who you think might need it. Send it to someone and then talk shit about me if you'd like. Be like, listen to this fucking dumb bitch. That's fine too. Post it on Instagram stories. I love when you guys do that. I always repost it when you guys do it. Um, Leave a review on iTunes. It would mean the world to me. Um, It helps more people discover the podcast. Um, It puts me higher up on the charts, which just feeds my ego. And as you could tell, I love to do it. So help me feed my ego. Uh, leave a five, leave me five stars. If you don't want to write a review, fine. Fuck you. But at least leave me some fucking stars, bitch. 
but also leave a review. Follow the podcast on Instagram at Arab American Psycho. DM me with suggestions for the 100th episode. I'm so fucking excited. I don't know what to do. Please help. And also you can follow me on Instagram um, on my personal account at Noor E. Um, that's always a fun way to keep up with what the fuck I'm up to. Um, trying to think about forgetting anything else. Oh, I love you guys. Um, thank you so much for listening. As always, floss your fucking teeth. Put on fucking sunscreen and don't be a fucking asshole. And I'll talk to you guys next Sunday.